This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Thank you for listening on 1430 in Denver, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time, live and on the radio.com app. Make sure you're subscribed to the BetQL Daily uh, podcast, BetQL and radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking, provides real time line movement and historical betting results. Get started today at BetQL.com. Also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Use promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat here. Uh, so, Ryan, let's talk about some of these NBA awards and uh, some of them, I think um, we can go in deep, have some good conversations. And some of them, I think we can keep on moving, even though we're just about a quarter of the way into the season. So I think it was Tim Bontemps from ESPN had a straw poll released yesterday, and he does this twice each season. And it involves a hundred media members. All 28 markets are covered with at least two media members from each market. And some some inter- international media members as well. Many of the people that were involved in this MVP straw poll will or do have, I don't think they know yet, they will have MVP votes. That's just mm-hmm. how it works. So I keep bringing this up. The audience is probably sick of me bringing it up. But I've so there's something I've noticed that when we bring betters on, we talk about the, the MVP award. And when we bring on people that are really into the efficiency numbers, all that kind of stuff, some of the metrics out there, they're all about Jokic. And then when we bring in people that cover the NBA, longtime NBA people, most of the time, they're all about LeBron James. So that's why I've pushed back. Now, I've been happy when I've seen that some polls have Jokic on top, like the basketball reference one. They have their own model using previous results. Right now, they've got Jokic number one. So I was not surprised to see yesterday in this ESPN straw poll with 100 media members that LeBron James is number one with 53 first place votes. He is the betting favorite at plus 250. Embiid, second, 23 first place votes. Guess where he is in the odds? He's second at plus 400. And there's Jokic, third, uh, with 18 first place votes in the straw poll. The betting odds, he's also third. He is five to one. I think this is going to be a terrific race. It might come down to the very end, Horvat. Let, let's start here. Is there anyone else that can enter this race, or is it a three-man deal? Oh, man. I'd argue it's a four-man deal right now if Kevin Durant returns and if he's able to play in pretty much every single game the rest of the season. I mean, if you, you think at- so, I just – with, the, with those other stars on the team, I don't know about that. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. You're good. Here's the problem. So uh, with LeBron James, he's averaging 26, 8, and 8. You saw what he did last night in overtime. I mean, there's going to be certain guys that 
it's going to be like the Lifetime Achievement Award where they're going to try to give it to LeBron, but he's playing a career low minutes per game. So maybe down the stretch, he rests a little bit more. I know the NBA is trying to crack down on load management, but I think LeBron sits some of these games down the stretch. Uh, with Embiid, he's averaging a career high in points per game, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and at the charity stripe. And Philadelphia is really good this year, and they actually defend. So he's been more of a rim protector. He's been much better defensively as well. Kevin Durant, the reason I can make the case for him is only because if you look at his MVP season, this season he's actually has uh, he actually has better field goal percentage, three-point percentage. He's averaging more rebounds and more blocks. Is he going to play in enough games? Uh, how many more times could this guy enter the COVID protocol? We don't even know when he's coming back. With Jokic, I mean – that's where my value's at right now, only because, mm-hmm. like, if you look what he does, I mean, 28, 12, and 9 a night is obviously very impressive, but he's the only player in the top 10 right now in points per game, in rebounds per game, and assists per game. So if you take him out of that lineup, Denver's screwed. Like, I don't even know, are they even a playoff team if you take Jokic out of that lineup? Now, one guy that I want to make the case for really quick, and he's, he's probably not going to win, but I threw a couple bucks on it just because – Let's say the Golden State Warriors get really, really hot, okay? And let's say they end up with the eighth seed, with the seventh seed. Hell, maybe they even get in the play-in tournament. No Clay Thompson, obviously, for the season. Uh, Draymond, obviously, we love him as a facilitator. I love the rebounds and assists every night, but he doesn't really look to score. They don't have a whole lot of scoring. Steph Curry, since the new year, since January 1st, is averaging 30 points per game six rebounds per game, six assists per game. He's doing it on 50% shooting from the floor. He's 45% from three-point land, 93% from the charity stripe. I mean, it's 16 to one right now. I agree. I think most of these awards are three-man races. Some of these are even wrapped up. Like when we start to talk about the rookie of the year, that's going to ball. But I can make the case for Steph Curry if the Warriors get hot, because that's the question I have for you. Like every single season, for example, um, you know, Michael Jordan in the 90s could have won the MVP award every single year, but they had to give it to Carl Malone. Um, Giannis has won it the last two years, and the Bucks have had the best record in the NBA. Do you think this season, like Embiid, you make the case for Embiid because Philadelphia is the number one team in the East? Maybe LeBron. Wait, wait, I, I want you to stop where you where you ended a sentence ago. Yeah. You said best record in the NBA. Who's the best record in the NBA right now? Utah Jazz, right? Why are we not talking about Donovan Mitchell at 100 on points bet? Right. Should we? Will he enter the conversation? Well, what's crazy is you look at what Utah is doing this season, and they're the best team in the league, both offensively and defensively. But they're Mm -hmm. doing it despite of Donovan Mitchell, kind of, because he he had a struggle to start the season. It's just everybody's hitting their shots. They have five guys on that team that are shooting over 40% from three. Uh, Rudy Gobert has been really, really impressive. Um, but that's, see, that's the only thing. Would a seventh seed, would an eighth seed carried by Steph Curry, would that be good enough to win an MVP? I mean, there was the year no. that there was the year Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double and you had to give him the MVP despite the fact that, you know, they weren't a top three seed in the West. So that's the only thing. That's why you have to look at LeBron, you know, and obviously you have to look at, um, well, Joel Embiid because of what the Sixers are doing in the East. One well, Steph already has two, so is the right. third one going to be a year when they're, they're at the bottom of the playoff race in the Western Conference when you have so many great players this year? I'm not sure. Uh, is there, okay, of the guys that we're talking about at the top of the board, would you bet on any of them right now? Let's say you do not have a wager. There's no hedging involved. A- anyone, you know, it doesn't have to be top of the board. It could be anyone. Would you just come in uh, cold and bet on someone? 
Besides Steph, uh, I came I came into the season like everybody else, and I did have a little bit of money on Luca. Uh, obviously, you know he struggled with his three point shot. He still puts up numbers every single night, but that team uh, they're starting to get hot right now. But I don't think Luca's winning the MVP for me. Uh, no. I think the best value right now is Joel Embiid. I mean, he's averaging 29, 11, and three a night. Again, career highs in points per game, field goal percentage, three point percentage. Now the question is. Is he going to sit down the stretch? Is he going to be able to stay healthy? And how much does he care down the stretch? Like, let's say, you know, as soon as they wrap up a playoff spot, you know, how much does Joel Embiid care? Because Mm -hmm. when he brings it, man, he could go off for 40 and 20. But we see those nights, especially like every once in a while against like a team like Milwaukee, some top teams, where he finishes with, you know, 16 points, five rebounds, gets himself in foul trouble. That's the only thing. Um, See, I would love to play LeBron, but plus 250 – it's just it's kind of no. boring, and then I have to root for LeBron the rest of the season. Not that I'm a LeBron hater, but I mean I'm I'm in Milwaukee. I'm rooting for the Bucks. I'd rather see Giannis win his third straight. He, he's in the other. Well, that's not happening. He's like off the list. You know that, right? Well, like, Joe, nobody's betting for Giannis. Let me let he's you in on a secret, okay? I'll let you in on a secret. I'm originally from Chicago, and I've been a diehard Bulls fan. Now I love the Bucks, but I grew up. In the 90s, obviously, is a huge Bulls fan. Tony Kukoc is my favorite player of all time. My second favorite Bulls run was the Tom Thibodeau era with Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah, Luol Deng. Who ended that era? LeBron James. So I'm not a LeBron hater, but I do uh, root against LeBron. So I, I couldn't lay it with LeBron here. How I bet awards, mm-hmm. if if I don't have something, if it's not a hedge situation, I'm not betting any of these guys at the top of the board. I'm looking looking down and seeing if there's some possible scenario. Like I just met you with Mitchell. I mean, Jason Tatum's 80 to 1. Like his numbers are ridiculous this year. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think he's getting the MVP. Just want to throw that out there. Uh Giannis did not get a first place vote, did not get a second place vote. Dude, he's he's not even going to be on the radar for this. Back to back MVPs, you got your two. So you have to be even more spectacular to get the third in a row and nothing in the playoffs. Like, sorry, I know it's about this season. He's not getting any votes. No, absolutely not. And I think the reason for that, well, it's hard to win three in a row. Even if Giannis right now was averaging 37 points per game and 19 rebounds, they would look to give it to somebody else. I mean, I brought up in the 90s, like MJ could have won it every single year in the 90s, but there was the year where you give it to Carl Malone, the year that the Jazz go to the finals. But with Giannis... Okay, it's all based off the regular season, but I think there's some Giannis slander out there because he hasn't closed in the playoffs. Yes. Two years ago, there was the collapse against Toronto, and I argue, man, Chris Middleton was the best player in that series. And come playoff time, I want the ball in Chris Middleton's hands because he could create, he could actually shoot. And, you know, Giannis, obviously the outside jumper has improved, but one thing I hate about watching Bucks basketball, 19 seconds on the shot clock, and Giannis is shooting contested threes. Also an issue uh, when you're looking at the MVP voting is the free throw percentage. There's certain nights, especially, you'll see like two for 10. The, few, the free throw percentage has been his biggest uh, struggle this year at the, at the foul line. All right. Uh, this is uh, BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network, uh, thank you for following us on Twitter, at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. Eli wants me to stress that. It's a, it's a big deal. We're, we have well over 5,000 followers now. We're doing well. Uh, Eli, I want you to jump on for this because this is kind of like a, just a betting conversation, and maybe there's some people out there that are in the same spot as me. And um, uh, for the record, yeah, like I said, I would not bet on any of those top guys. I wouldn't bet on Steph. By the way, Steph did get one first place vote. All right. 
I mean, things would really have to change. The tide would have to turn big time mm -hmm. for stuff to uh, win this award. But the spot I'm in, I've talked about it on the show. I have Jokic at 36 to 1. Jokic mm -hmm. at 36 to 1. Now, let, let's start here. I grabbed Paul George a couple of weeks ago because the Clippers are one of the best teams in the NBA. The MVP usually comes from one of these teams, and he was 80 to 1. And I looked today. He did get one first place vote in this straw poll. And I looked today, and I can cash out and get my money back on my bet. It, I think it was 100% back. Would you cash out of Paul George? 80 to 1? I would not. Um, he's, he's still 80 to 1, though. He's still 80 to 1 right now. Yeah, that's, why they're, that's why they're offering it. It's the same. Yeah, for, to cash out. I would let it ride, to be quite honest. I mean, I've been really impressed with the Clippers this year. And I feel like, you know, their collapse in the bubble. They would just – I think that there's certain teams, especially in that bubble, that just could not – that was not for them. The Clippers, the Bucks were not a bubble team. So Paul George was destroyed on social media. A lot of Paul George slander, and he's putting together a really nice season. I could see the Clippers getting hot. In fact, like when I played Futures, I mean, everybody and their mother is going to bet on the Lakers to come out of the West. I kind of like the Clippers. I'm a big Kawhi guy. I honestly, yeah. I think I would let this ride, and, and it's fun to root for. I mean, you don't want to just bet on LeBron plus 250. But I, I have Jokic. And you have but Jokic have right there. And, I, yeah. and honestly – and like I said, the thing I love about Jokic is he's a big man that plays with the ball in his hands 90% of the time. So the rebounds are there, the points are there, the assists are there. But I'm with you. With Paul George, um, I think I'd let that one ride. I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets hot. He goes on a stretch for two weeks where he's putting up 37 points per game. They go unbeaten. LeBron starts resting a little bit more. Maybe Jokic starts breaking down a little bit. I mean, he's a big guy, and it is a long season. Even a shortened season is a okay. long season, you know? Eli, uh, would you cash out Paul George? I get 100% of my bet back. He had one first place vote. He's eighth in this ESPN straw poll among MVP voters. I would, because I'm with you guys. Mitchell, Mitchell's an intriguing bet at 101. Embiid, yeah. I'm with Ryan, though. I would take that over any of the candidates right now. Jokic, you have a great ticket on that. I, I would cash out. I don't, I don't think George is winning it. I won, I'm debating, should I hedge with LeBron or Embiid. The problem is I could be left with the guy that doesn't win of the three, right. you know, if it is that three. Yeah. So, Steph Curry. I don't see it. I don't see it. He got his two. They love Steph Curry in this league, though, Joe. They do. They do. Like the Tom Brady effect. And he's without some other dudes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Sports bettors, are you ready? Download the PointsBet app now and use our code BetQLDaily to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. When you bet with PointsBet, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the app now to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. And don't forget to sign up with code BetQLDaily to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So, are you ready? 
T's and C's apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the Radio.com app. 14:30 in Denver. This is BetQL Daily. Is there a vacuum somewhere? I hear some background noise. I can't pick it up. I don't think I that's don't think. me. Okay, maybe it's me. I don't know. I don't it hear could, it though. It could be. It could be. Studio, your mic line is open. That's what Dylan Burns just said in the chat. I knew I heard something. Is that me? No, it's he's talking Eli? to the, to the oh, producers. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Maybe Eli never turned his microphone off. I don't think anybody would be surprised by that development this morning. <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter at BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily. So we're we're doing a segment about NBA futures and. I don't know. I think this MVP conversation is so fascinating, especially with the information that we got yesterday with this uh, 100 person straw poll uh, with the media, some MVP voters there. We didn't even get to some of these other futures, Horvat. So I, I want to get your thoughts on this. You keep bringing up the Jazz. It sounds like you really want to jump on the Jazz here for the title. It's probably six teams that you can even make a case for to win it all. Lakers, the favorite and points bet plus 250. The Nets are second. Don't matter how many games they lose. They're not budging off of number two there at plus 350. Clippers five to one. Bucks eight to one. Sixers 14 to one. Jazz 16 to one. Then there's a drop off down to Boston. So, you know, the odds are kind of telling you, okay, maybe you can take a shot with Philly or Utah, but that's about as deep as you can go. Uh, you keep bringing up the Jazz. So tell me, are, are you really close to uh, taking a taking a shot on the Jazz? I will tell you, here's my bet. I made this December 22nd. I took the Jazz at 36 to 1. Uh, the cash out offer I'm getting right now, not too enticing. It's almost uh, 2x my wager, obviously, because you'll have to go through likely both the Lakers and the Clippers for them to get to the NBA finals. But uh, you're close at 16 to one to pulling the trigger. I am. Yeah. With the jazz, just because, uh, you know, as Ryan McDonough said, when he joined us earlier, you know, they're the best offensive team in the league and they're the best defensive team in the league. And in the NBA, you know, like for example, I'm really high on Brooklyn. That's one future that I did play. Um, you know, especially in Milwaukee, when you do radio, everybody's still really high on the Bucks, and they want to believe in the Bucks. I just don't think the Bucks have enough scoring, as crazy as that sounds, That's because they average 122 points per game. But I just think that come playoff time, it's just a different game when teams actually start to defend. I just don't think they have enough guys that could create their own shot and get those, as I call them, grown man buckets in the last six minutes. Whereas with the Jazz, they have Donovan Mitchell. And last year in the bubble, he proved that he could go out in a playoff game and get you 35, get you 40 points. Oh, they that have was the fun. Rim. You know, I mean, him, yeah. Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, mm -hmm. those were my favorite players to watch in the bubble because all three yeah. of those guys proved that they could be, they could take that next step and become superstars. You know, with Donovan Mitchell, he had a, he struggled a little bit uh, to open the season, probably because of the short layoff, you know, but he wasn't the same player that he was in the bubble. Now he's starting to pick it up. What I liked when he was struggling was other guys had to step up. You know, Mike Conley has been the Jazz best player, both scoring the basketball, facilitating. He could play with the ball in his hands. Uh, although he's a true point guard, he could also play off the ball, and then they could play with the ball in Donovan Mitchell's hands a little bit more. Rudy Gobert is a great rim protector, and they have five guys, like I said, that are shooting nearly 40% from three. I think we saw that in the playoffs last year, especially like Miami doesn't go on that run if they're not hitting the three the way that they were. 
Shaq told him, he's like, you ain't it, Donovan Mitchell. We'll see if he is moving forward. So I understand why you like that. I, I get it. See, here's the problem with me. So if we're looking for value right now, there's yeah. Utah at 16, Philly at 14. So it, it, my question, and I we probably shouldn't ask the producer in Philadelphia because I know what they're going to tell me. Like, yes, Sixers, Sixers, that beats the MVP. We hear it all the time. But Utah, just the, the path. How much should we be looking at the path? I know the Jazz, most people would say, are a better team right now, best record in the NBA. We understand all that, everything you just had to say. But the path of going through probably both the Lakers and the Clippers versus the path of if you're the Sixers, go through the Nets, some people not buying into them for good reason. Are they all going to be out there on the court at the same time? Are they all going to stay healthy? Yeah, we, we know about the potential issues there as well. And then the Bucks defensively they've regressed to the middle of the pack they haven't been getting it done when it's money time in the postseason so i find it interesting that locally everybody's about the bucks even after after witnessing the early exits over the last couple of years but it's just such an easier path if you're philly compared to utah oh absolutely and that's why i was shocked like i got what i get what lebron was trying to do uh, a couple years back when he went to los angeles he wanted to prove he could get it done in the west uh, he was making Space Jam too. Obviously, yes. you know he he wanted to play for the Lakers. That. It, it yeah. doesn't look very good. And I'm, you know, I'm Team MJ, so I'm all about the original it's Space still, Jam. It, it still holds up. I was surprised um, when there was nothing new coming out on television. You're constantly watching Netflix, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I, it was it was like on the top ten most watched things one week. So I put it on for the kids. They did not budge the entire time. I was shocked how much they love Space Jam so many years later. Usually that stuff, you know, the effects, it looks kind of, it's hokey and it, and it did, yeah. but the kids still loved it and they didn't really know that much about MJ. Well, what was funny is I showed it to, I have a seven-year-old and I showed it to my son. Same thing. Love the movie, loves Bugs yeah. Bunny, but started getting into basketball because of it. But it was like really realistic because we started watching it. Uh, when the pandemic first hit and everything was shut down, the NBA was shut down. And yeah. there's like a scene in that movie where the players, obviously they lose their abilities because they're stolen by the Monstars and everybody's like getting checked out by the doctor and guys are having to sit out. And I was like, oh, this is actually a little bit too realistic for me. But, you know, I was shocked that LeBron would ever leave the East just because he dominated in the East. In the East, the path to the finals is so easy. And oh, I say that as a Bucks fan in the last two years, they've had these epic collapses, really the one two years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals against Toronto. But that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to find value with a team like Utah, but I would be shocked if the Lakers didn't repeat or if the Nets didn't actually make the finals, just because we do this every time a big three or a super team is formed. Go back to the first year Miami formed. Oh, so so why do you, why do you want to get a jazz ticket? value something fun to root for you know plus 250 with the lakers that's not really fun to root for like this past football season all season long i got the root for aaron Rodgers with a 22 to 1 mvp ticket in my pocket and then i just finally got paid out on monday and that's a beautiful thing when that hits your bank account or it's plus 250 i mean there's just not a whole lot of value there but again i'd be shocked if the lakers didn't repeat just because of lebron james and anthony davis and like with brooklyn in the east they're gonna eventually figure it out um, because the thing about them, like if you look, they struggle against bad teams. They got beat by Cleveland twice when Colin Sexton dropped 40 on Kyrie Irving. But if you look what they do against the top teams, that's when they show up, and that's when they play good enough defensively. 
They have a win over the Clippers. That was probably the best game I've watched in the NBA regular season so far when the Nets did beat the Clippers. I just feel against the top teams, they're going to show up. And we do this every time a big team, uh, a big three is formed. We did it with the Heat that first year with Bosh, Wade, and, and LeBron, and the Bulls were the number one overall seed. And then what happened in the playoffs? They put LeBron on Derrick Rose, and the better team ended up prevailing. Now, they did lose in the finals, so that's why I think that it, I think that it does pay off sometimes you know, to take a shot with a team like Utah because going back to that season, how many people do you think had Dallas Maverick uh, futures tickets in their pocket? You know, when Dirk won that title and they beat Miami that year, I just feel like at the end of the season, in the playoffs, the best teams always figure it out, and that's why I'd be shocked. Even if Philly upset Brooklyn, I'd be shocked. I think it's going to be the Nets and the Lakers. Yeah, I, I'd i agree with that. I wonder what that matchup is. I thought about, do I reinvest with the Jazz? I'm like, uh, I got a 36. It's a it's a solid bet, so yeah. I'm not going to reinvest. I would consider Philadelphia. I'd consider that. But I want to see a little bit more from the Nets. It's interesting. It's been kind of like a roller coaster ride with the Nets, right? Right. Like, what we've seen with them offensively and then what we've seen over the last week or so. Uh, so you probably want to take a look uh, and, and see what the – how they respond uh, moving forward. They had that win last night. Uh, they cruised over the Pacers by about 10, 11 points. A rookie of the year. Maybe uh, we don't have a lot here. LaMelo yeah. Ball, the runaway favorite. And this has changed in a week. Uh, we talked about it with Zach Price last week. He's like, you should bet LaMelo Ball right now for as much as you can. What was that then? Do you remember? It's like minus 125. And now it's like, what, minus 400, minus 500. Min- yeah, he has snapped since. Yeah, he's minus 400 right now, LaMelo yeah. Ball. And that's about everywhere. The second favorite is Tyrese Halliburton at plus 400. James Wiseman, plus 1,200. Anthony Edwards, plus 1,400. Okay, so when you have an award like this and you have a runaway favorite, if I'm going to jump in on anyone, I have to get a monster number. There is no value in Halliburton, Wiseman, or Edwards. No. It's got to be a big number. It might be a situation where don't waste any money. But what you're rooting for now, as sick as this sounds, Horvat, is you need LaMelo Ball to get hurt. Mm-hmm. For there to be value, you need LaMelo Ball to get hurt, and you got to pick the right guy. The only other rookie that I would say has had some support from the media that if his numbers continue to rise, yes, Dylan Burns, I'm going to say your guy's name. Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. You get him and get him at 16 to one. He's the only other rookie that I see getting any sort of support as LaMelo's stealing all the headlines as he should be right now. But how much time is Tibbs going to give him on the court? We know how he is. He fights for every win. Uh, he's not starting right now. And now they're bringing in Derrick Rose. So is that going to impact quickly's development in his rookie campaign? See, I think that it's going to. And what yeah. kills me, man, is I have the wrong ticket in my pocket because I was really high on Obi Toppin, probably like everybody else. Ooh. And quickly, he's been legit. He's but 150 the, now. And he's he's not winning that. I promise you that. But since yeah. the addition of Derrick Rose, I watched that game the other night because I'm a big D-Rose guy. And I hope to one day find anybody on this planet that loves me the way that Tom Thibodeau loves Derrick Rose. He saved him from a bad situation in Detroit. Isn't this the third time they've been together now? It's Derrick's second run in New York. He was with Tibbs in Minnesota. He was obviously with Tibbs in Chicago. Now he's with Tibbs again in New York. And I feel like Derrick Rose is going to steal a lot of minutes. You saw him the other night 
he came into that game and they went on like a 10-0 run just like that. He was scoring the basketball. The three-point shots improved a little bit. He was facilitating. He was diving on the ball for uh, diving on the ground for loose balls. That's the only thing that would concern me is I think that he steals some of those minutes. And like you said, I mean, the Knicks are going to be fighting for a play-in or a playoff spot. Tibbs isn't going to give up on the season. He's going to play his guys big minutes. So I just worry about the development a little bit with Derrick Rose stealing some of those minutes. Yeah, our next guy here on the show, our director, Dylan Burns, he he points out, he's like, Austin Rivers is going to be the odd man out. He's probably right because it's all about development right now for the Knicks. But voters are going to say, like, he's not starting. I mean. But is it, though, too? Because yeah. we've seen, like, Tibbs sometimes doesn't trust young players. Now, you could turn a guy uh, like Derrick Rose into the youngest MVP. But, I mean, Jimmy Butler struggled to get off the bench those first couple of years. He keeps bringing back his favorites. When they were winning with the Bulls, he keeps bringing them back every single stop. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what kind of run Derrick Rose ends up getting. But I just don't see that. I'm not betting anybody right now. I'll, just, I'll keep a close eye on it. Minus 400, Lamelo's going to get it. And the only way he doesn't get it is if he gets injured. Most improved player. This is interesting. Maybe there is some opportunity to make some money here. The favorite has been changing. If you're watching these odds from week to week. It was Christian Wood. He was the runaway favorite for a while. Now Jeremy Grant is the favorite let me pull them up god minus 120 game, right no that just changed as i pulled it up minus 300 jeremy, is jeremy grant yes oh. jeremy grant minus 300 to be the most improved player now christian wood is the second favorite at plus 250 jalen brown plus 700 now because it has changed so quickly the favorite i was thinking there is some opportunity Jeremy Grant, I understand why he's the favorite, but he, should he really be minus 300 favorites? Now, last year, look at the, the winner, Ingram. He went from 18 points per game to nearly 24 points per game. Siaka made a big jump from 7 points per game to 17 points per game. There are some numbers I like, some sexy names, like Sexton at 80 to 1, or De'Aaron Fox, I like him at 80 a Randall at 40. But the problem is there isn't that big jump. Like, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is having a great year. He's scoring two more points per game than he did a year ago. Randall, great year. Stuff in the stat sheet. Three more points than he did last year. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would take a shot at one of those guys. But the more you look at it, going from 12 to 24 points per game, I understand why Grant is the heavy favorite now. Right. I still think there's some value with Christian Wood at plus 250 just because he is a walking 2010 guy. But and he's out Jeremy again Grant, tonight. And he's out again tonight is the problem. With Jeremy Grant yeah. – Oh, this is a guy that came into this season. He didn't have a career 30-point game. He scored 30 points in five of his last 20 games after never scoring 30 in his career heading into this season. That's why he, he made that jump right there. So I think he wins it. That's Ryan Horvat. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is BetQL Daily. You may have missed it. MLB win totals are out. Some awards. World Series, of course. Division odds are posted. We'll give you our immediate thoughts. Coming up next on the BetQL Audio Network.